good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, Hidney Cutter gave me. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagita, all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. And we discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're right, Jago. This episode of Native Roots Radio is presented in partnership with Little Moments Count. Little Moments Count is a statewide collaborative focused on helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development in the first three years of life. Yeah, for more information, you can visit a littlemomentscount.org. Uh, you know, we're excited to have uh, these episodes here. Uh, we're partnershipping with uh, Little Moments Count. And today we have a guest uh Dr. Uh, Zimmerman and uh, Marilyn Zimmerman is the co-principal investigator and senior director of policy and programs at the National Native Children's Trauma Center. That's NNCTC. She's also a formal tribal senior policy advisor at OJJDP, which is the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention. Welcome, uh, Dr. Zimmerman. Thank you. I'm working very hard uh, in settings trying to unblur my camera, and I apologize. I can't seem to do it. I'm, I'm obviously technically challenged. Well, that's all right. We're mostly a radio show, so okay, uh, good. <laughs> it's a it's awesome to have you on, and and uh, people can see it. We get a, a couple, you know, three four hundred people watching us uh, in in time, and uh, so it's exciting to have you. I I want you to to jump right into this because we only have a couple segments with you, and uh, time's a waste. And so, can you tell us about your experience in researching and developing a culturally relevant uh, and evidence-based childhood trauma, you know, suicide, violence prevention services for American Indians and Alaskan Native populations. I know that's a mouthful, but <laughs> wow, um, you know, there is so much deep trauma in our families and our generations before us that affect everybody. You know, how how tell us your experience on this. Sure. So I think uh, so many of us growing up on our reservations and raising our children on our reservations, we, uh, we think about, you know, uh, as, my, uh, as one of the chiefs on my reservation would say, why are we like that? Why do we treat each other that, like that? How come we're, we're mean to each other or th- those kinds of questions? And it really is about thinking about uh, knowing that we have rich cultural histories and rich cultural community were steeped in our culture and our communities many many speak their language um, we know we have wholesome households and wholesome families and communities a lot but we also know that a lot of our relatives struggle with addiction issues they struggle with violence they struggle with suicidal thoughts depression and anxiety disorders and so what what are the possible origins of all of this? And I think uh, with the adverse childhood experiences study that came out in the late 90s and the Twin Towers falling at, during 9-11, we, the national conversation was looking at uh, the well-being of Americans and not just of adults, but of children who had been exposed to a terrorist attack, who had been exposed to domestic violence in their household, who had been exposed to bullying Uh, or sexual abuse. Um, So we began to look at what is the impact of adverse childhood experiences on our well-being as Native people today. And and including in that is a conversation about historical and intergenerational trauma. And so taking a look at that, okay, now I've worked with tribes for 25 years, and we know tribes would always say to us and to federal funders, we know what we need to do to heal. Let us do what we know to do. We know that our ceremonies bring healing. We know that our sacred songs and our, and our, 
and our plant ways and food ways bring healing. Let us do that. Fund us to do those kinds of things. And so that is really marrying that with the evidence-based uh, trauma uh, treatment models that ex- already existed. And we know that trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy is the gold standard of trauma treatment models in this country. How do you take that Western world, a westernized uh, evidence-based treatment model, and how do you tweak it or adapt it to better serve an American Indian population or an Alaska Native population? And that's kind of the work that we're doing. And uh, thinking about how we talk about trauma in our communities, thinking about how we talk about healing, thinking about how we infuse story uh, into uh, our healing ways and the way that we uh, create community together has been a big piece of the conversation, um, sort of marrying the evidence-based trauma treatment with local cultural ways. You know, I've noticed in my 62 years uh, being around uh, family members and relatives uh, that a lot of this trauma comes out as anxiety. I've noticed that, and uh, I've even noticed that in my children at times, and I'm sure I've acted anxious over the years. But do you find that? uh, Because that turns into a lot of other things. I think anxiety can be totally shut down, or anxious people can be uh, violent or mean. Um, Mm -hmm. have Have you noticed that, doctor? Well, so one of the things that we know for sure about adverse experiences that, and we don't receive any healing is, is that we often engage in very unhelpful ways of coping. So we know through the ACEs study that uh, using substances can help us reduce anxiety, but also help us cope with our trauma memories or the trauma reminders that we have every day. Um, smoking cigarettes, uh, HIV, drug, um, IV drug use, uh, suicidal thoughts, all of those are survival strategies that we have engaged in, overeating, uh, that have helped soothe us when we have had those trauma reminders. So it, it looks, it can look like anxiety, it can look like ADHD or ADD, it can look like these other sort of disorders that are really founded in our trauma and the behaviors uh, are challenging because they, as we grow and we're in situations where we don't need to protect ourselves, where we're in safe environments, where we're seeking services from a primary care provider, a mental health provider, a substance use provider, um, and we have those trauma reminders we can behave in ways that uh, are really unhelpful. Like we can get big and scream and yell and either demand services now or disengage from services. And those are all strategies of survival for trauma histories. Oh, right on. You know, and, you know, from your research work, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges facing Native families and children currently? And I know there's uh, urban in uh, Twin Cities here, we have the largest urban population of Native Americans across the country, and we also have uh, a high percentage of our urban Natives living off reservation. Uh, what What are some of the 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 challenges that you face in these uh, this research in your work? Well, uh, gosh, there's there's many. Um, there's many. So even in urban settings, access to services is a huge huge barrier for folks to get to get services. Um, how we think and talk about trauma. I know that when I first started, I was it, I had tribal judges saying, oh, Marilyn, these kids are used to witnessing all this violence or they're used to being bullied. Um, so, you know, they're, so we don't have to worry about that. And it's not true. Just coming to the belief that the way that many of our families engage in relationship is unhealthy. And it is traumatizing to our to the next generation, and so we have to be really cognizant. That's the hugest barrier, and uh, the other is is just how are we thinking about and how are we treating it in a way that is supportive of indigenous spiritual and cultural ways. Wow! Hey, we're here with uh, Dr. Zimmerman, and uh, it's our little moments count. Uh, 
a, a show today, and we're going to have Bob Blake uh, from Red Lake with the Solar Bear with the Solar News on later. But we are with Dr. Zimmerman, co-principal investigator, senior director of policy programs at the National Native Children's Trauma Center. Wow, this is a lot to, to talk about. Uh, really appreciate you being on. And we're going to be right back after this short break. Stay with us. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why Native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This episode of Native Roots Radio is presented in partnership with Little Moments Count. Hey, Little Moments Count is a statewide collaborative focusing on helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development in the first three years of life. Hey, uh, you can also get more information from littlemoments.org. That's little uh, littlemomentscount.org. And we are here with uh, Dr. Marilyn Zimmerman, and we're talking, uh, boy, I wish we had a whole two hours to talk about this. <laughs> Seriously, this is like um, we're unpacking a, a huge onion with many, many layers of uh, our relatives. It's, it's. I really appreciate you being on, and we might have to reach out again real soon. You know, we're, we're talking a, a, about trauma and how it comes out in, on Native people. And, you know, uh, Dr. Zimmerman, I just have to say I feel like my family particular – has lost a few generations, whether it's boarding schools, um, the you know movement of Native Americans off the res, um, and I feel like uh, my kids' generation and and their kids' generation is picking up the ball that that my generation has dropped. So it's exciting to talk about this, and it all has to do with each other. I mean, you know, our, who we are and who we aren't, and. Uh, so I really appreciate your work, and uh, you know what are what are some of the interventions that we can do in the, this tra- training program that you developed and and adapted in this tra- childhood trauma? You know, sure. I, again, this is like a lot to unwrap. Right. Um, you know, I I I don't. I think we all know now and accept now uh, as in the world that there are many pathways to healing that there isn't just one pathway to heal from anything. So just knowing and it really encouraging that local cultural and spiritual ways are embedded in uh, a, 
programming for kids uh, or for adults. So that if, for instance, I'm Dakota uh, and Nakona, and we have sweat lodge ceremonies. It's a cleansing ceremony. It's a ceremony to pray for healing, all of that. Incorporating that, if that's if you practice that, that's we encourage that a lot. Um, it's where a lot of children and adolescents and adults who have never learned their language learn. Uh, they learn the sacred songs, and that that gives them the language, right? So that's a big piece of the conversation. But also not not uh, sneering at what is known as Western evidence-based treatment models that can have their usefulness in tribal with tribal people. So, you know, reframing, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is about reframing the problem, um, building some resilience, um, thought stopping, um, self-care exercises like learning meditation. And maybe that's, you know, in the sweat lodge situation or Sundance situation, Um, learning uh, positive, positive, language and thoughts, how to go, steep into those, taking good care, good high, sleep hygiene, good, you know, not drinking too much alcohol, not eating too much food, that sort of, all of those are facets of healing that are available. But the trauma fo- trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy is really kind of interesting because it's very much about thinking. And trauma survivors can think all day. We don't feel very well very easily, right? Mm-hmm. We have a very limited vocabulary for our feelings. We're mm-hmm. angry or we're happy or we're sad, but we're, you know, we don't know how to say I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. Um, I'm, uh, I, I have anxiety. I'm anxious about this meeting this afternoon. So we have to learn how to do, have those feelings and heal enough to be able to, uh, feel the feelings. And that yeah. takes a lot of support from, people that care about us and love us and the professionals that work with us. And for kids, we're now learning that positive childhood experiences can go a long way in building the resilience of children and adolescents. So, so those after school programmings, basketball teams, uh, drum making, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. those positive childhood experiences can really help build, build the resilience and offset some of the traumatic experiences that they may uh, have Good parenting is another way to provide opportunities for support and healing. Learning to be a good relative to each other, treating each other with respect and mm-hmm. treating, honor, honoring one another, you know, giving preference to one another. Those are all aspects of healing. So there's yeah. not one way. And that's how we try to think about it at the trauma center is just ha- like, uh, how do we infuse all of this? And but give opportunity to we can teach you how to do cognitive behavioral intervention for trauma in schools. We can teach mm-hmm. you to do bounce back in the classroom. We can t- teach you to do the attachment self-regulation and competency modules to better support your clients or your students or your patients. Um, but then again, how how do you enter this world through a cultural way of being or a spiritual way of being? That's the big focus for uh, indigenous people. Wow. And, and it is too. And you were saying early on, uh, that, uh, we, we can't poo-hoo the, the, uh, modern medicine too, because I, I went through treatment 38 years ago and I'm still sober and, you know, treatment's discovering. I think our medicines and our way of life and maybe some AA thrown in there, um, can really maintain and help you grow and, and heal. Right. Yes. And, 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 you know, just like we can't say to someone, oh, gosh, that happened to me, you'll get over it. We can't say to another one, well, this is the only way you're going to find healing is if right. you do, do it my way or this way or that way. That's that's exactly right. You know, I, I we only got a, a little bit left uh, more time and we'd really like to uh, reach out and have a whole show on this. You know, as a as a tribal senior policy advisor, how do you uh, contribute to the resolution of complex problems or issues impacting DOJ, American, Indian, and Alaskan programs? And you can tell I didn't write that commercial be- or that question because that's uh, got big words in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very interesting because the Department of Justice, the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, they've got some really good program managers and directors and uh, the administrators, fabulous woman, uh, Lisa Ryan, um, 
but you know they don't know what they don't know about tribes. And so senior policy advising is really, really talking to them about consultation and the need for it, hearing from the tribes themselves, not overlaying what you think they need with what they actually need, um, being cognizant of tribal cultural ways, uh, being cognizant of how to engage in respectful and thoughtful relationships with tribes. What does that look like? How do we practice that? Um, and think and looking at authentic history and the and really looking at the history of the federal government uh, policies against tribal people and against tribes mm-hmm. that have been, that have that are responsible for our uh, current state of uh, unwell-being, <laughs> not being yeah. whole as communities and families. So taking on the responsibility, it might not be your generation that did it, but you have to own the, mm-hmm. the history of the agency that you represent. Oh, wow, exactly. You know, uh, we only got uh, a minute or so. I want to, uh, we're here with uh, Dr. Marilyn Zimmerman, uh, who's the co-principal investigator and Senior Director of Policy and Programs at the National Native Children's Trauma Center. Uh, I, I want to leave the floor with you and be able to have you speak on anything you'd like in this last minute and a half or so. Okay. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I should have been ready for that one. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> just know this, that trauma is preventable, and that it's preventable by making sure that our schools and our Tribal programs all have policies that are supportive of families, that are supportive of our relatives, that's supportive of healing. Um, That's an important piece of the conversation. It's preventable. The other is that we can heal from trauma. And as we Mm -hmm. were talking about earlier, and you find your healing wherever you find your healing. We happen to believe that there are some really good strategies and really good uh, treatment models out there that include evidence-based trauma treatment models. We also mm-hmm. believe spirituality and culture is healing. And we also we also know that it asks the right questions. I don't know about you, but my grandma used to shake her finger at some of my relatives and she would say, what's wrong with you? Sober <laughs> up and get your kids back. What's wrong yeah. with you? Stop treating that woman violently and go get your family back together. You know, and it, it, instead of asking what's wrong with you, we've learned to say what's happened to you. But not just what's happened to you, because we all make meaning of, of an event differently. So that the three of us could be in a car wreck, and we are all going to walk away from that car wreck alive, maybe not even injured, but we will, have, we will make meaning out of how that happened and what happened to us. And that's the big, uh, that's the big takeaway for trauma, is that it, it's the meaning that we make of those kinds of events in our lives. But that the the hope is that we can heal, and also the hope is that we can prevent uh, traumatic experiences like bullying or violence in our communities. Wow, Dr. Zimmerman, Pinigigi, thank you so so much. Uh, this is enlightening, and you look uh, really sacred too. I want to say, um, <laughs> I mean, just got to say, yeah, yeah. but uh, we appreciate you stopping in, and we're going to reach out again and do a whole show with right. you. This is great information, and appreciate you stopping in and and talking about this really really yeah. important subject. Thank you. I'm humbled to be asked. Thank you. Ho. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Up next, Bob Blake from Red Lake. I just love saying that. With the solar bear, with the solar news. Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org careers. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 
919-519-5526 or autotech.org. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Would you let animals pick your insurance? Do you really need to experience mayhem to get the best rates? Or how about a celebrity quarterback or fake university saving you money? There's a lot of marketing stunts when it comes to insurance, but what you really need is someone looking out for you. Call Array Insurance, and they will work hard to find you the best insurance coverage and rates. So avoid gimmicks and call Cheryl at Array, 763-504-3067 or ArrayInsurance.com. Array Insurance, working hard for you. When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles, see connections as comfort, hope, and joy. Like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Visit cmentalhealth.org. At Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have wood stoves that qualify for the new 30% income tax credit, a great opportunity to get an efficient stove and heat with renewable energy. Right now, avoid supply chain delays, avoid the fall rush, avoid bad weather installation, and save money because we are now discounting the price on all chimney parts you need for installation for any of Woodland's new stoves and fireplaces. We can help you with the stove and the chimney planning. Want to do it yourself? We will help you determine all the parts needed with our installation know-how. We have been installing wood stoves and fireplaces for over 45 years. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood, gas, and electric units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. Save money. Take advantage of the spring and summer chimney discounts when you buy any fireplace product right now at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for clear skies tonight with a low around 70, Thursday sunny with a high near 91, and Friday a chance for thunderstorms with a high of 89. If you've been waiting to replace those appliances, don't miss Warner Stellion's lowest prices of the season. Score instant savings, then up to 10% off, and a bonus for each additional appliance you buy. Put us to the test at warnerstellion.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, we're here with Robert Blake of the Solar Bear with the Solar News. We haven't seen Bob in a a few weeks here, and it's really exciting. I kind of like how you got the lighting there at your place, too, Bob. It's kind of like... Marlon Brando and Apocalypse Now, you know. And he, <laughs> Marlon Brando and Apocalypse Now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it, Robert. Hey, you know, he great. Was, Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, man, he was a really interesting type dude, wasn't he? Absolutely. He was the greatest actor of his generation. And also, he, uh, as you know, with the Academy Award and uh, t- uh, for The Godfather Part One, he did not take his uh, Academy Award because of the treatment of Native Americans across uh, this country. And uh, he has a great interview on the Dick Cavett Show that you can find on YouTube. That's very uh, amazing and enlightening. Um, and he also, uh, you know, he helped out AIM in a bunch of ways. And uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to misquote myself. But uh, he paid for some housing and some land and things like that for the American Indian movement, especially when they first started out. But in the late 60s, early 70s, he was uh, there for our people. Wow. what that That's incredible. I mean... And and I think that um, that was when he had the, um, the the young the that woman who accepted or who went up and 
didn't right. accept the award, right? Right. And people like John Wayne were like bashing her just because well, she was speaking her truth. And, you know, that was, I mean, you look back at the now, you just think how backwards the, the Duke was. Yeah. Um, John but, Wayne's teeth, John Wayne's teeth. Uh, from, yeah, John Wayne's uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I think we already knew that. <laughs> yeah. 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 He definitely uh, didn't like Native Americans, and uh, he proved it in every movie. In the John Ford, uh, there was a documentary Bob that came out, um, Real Indians, uh, about two thousand nine, that really talked about how uh, uh, these early movies, these John Wayne movies, but really in particular, what uh, the John Ford movies really messed up Native Americans and made us like dinosaurs and all one person. And, uh, you know, I was just going to say, you know, there's 574 recognized tribes and 229 of them are in Alaska. And, you know, uh, there's over 300 languages, you know, you can't put us all in one, um, one little, uh, movie and, and, uh, make us all one kind of tribe or people. We were so diverse in so many, so many different ways. Well, you know what, Robert? I think that's a perfect segue into into the solar news with the solar bear because you're just giving out all that great information, and basically you're just saying you can't stop the native voice and look at this program. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You just can't stop it. And I want to throw some statistics at you, Robert, because you got me on the statistic thing right now. Okay? (laughs) Four and a half million uh, solar energy systems have been installed in the across the United across the U, across Turtle Island. Let's go with that right there. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say United States, but across Turtle Island, um, this is equivalent to 169 million metric tons annually um, that we're taking that we're taking greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere. Uh, this is uh, 38 million vehicles off the road. 19 billion gallons of gas being not used. So oil, right? Like gas, Mm -hmm. you know, that you fill up your car. 2.8 billion trees being planted, okay? And this is the equivalent to also shuttering 45 coal-fired plants right now. This is what the United... This is what we've done in this country here on Turtle Island over the last, like, 10 years here. This is the equivalent to all this. Now I wanted to also one more, one more thing here. I want to throw at you, Robert. And, Mm -hmm. and this is also 26. This is enough energy that we are producing with solar power right now to power 26 million households. Listen, Robert, this is happening. And I, I want to, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, but this is, gonna literally double maybe triple um you know over the next 10 years because of the wonderful legislation that we had come out from the inflation reduction act mm-hmm. that is incredible you know robert too i i put up a, a a article that i saw today in the tribal business news about the northern california tribes uh that are setting paths for sovereignty with a large scale solar storage microgrid project. I mean, you've been talking about things like that for two years here on Native Ritz Radio, and it seems like it's happening now. And they they were able to, uh, uh, these tribes in California, Northern California, pay for everything with grants. And uh, that that's out there for us. And so you and I need to talk about my nation too as soon as possible, uh, because there's things out there, as you were just mentioning, that are there for the picking and, and really in a good way for our Native communities. Yeah, and what is really cool about this, because I'm looking at it right now, Robert, um, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, one of the, 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 the tax attorney for this, right, mm-hmm. um, is a friend of mine. And she uh, helped put that whole deal together there. And... I just saw her at the Affiliated Tribes um, event, Renewable Energy event, out in Seattle last mm-hmm. week. And 
they were presenting on this. They were talking about this at the conference. And so it was really cool to see those guys. Uh, the Nez Purse has got an incredible project that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going to bring them into our, we're going to bring those, those expert, experts into the planning that we're going to do for your tribe too. So, yeah, yep. We're, we're, and, we're, we're on it, Bell. We're, we're on it. I know. And then all the great things you're doing, you're working with uh Prairie Island. I don't know how much you can talk about that, but up in Red Lake, there's solar panels. Uh, you know, you've yeah. been, you know, we had just... a great day. We had a great day today down in Prairie Island. Um, we had a lot of good conversations happening with the community today. Um, I, I want to send a, um, uh, you know, a, a special shout out to, to Miss Jefferson, uh, Miss Tina Jefferson of the Prairie Island Indian community. She has just been remarkable and so supportive and um, has really stepped up as a community member out there to really um, lead the way out there. And then uh, we just had a good graduating class of uh, solar trainees up in Red Lake. They just installed a uh, 30 kilowatt system on top of the OG Center up in Red Lake. And um, we are going to, Robert, we are going to be uh, starting the planning now um, and in the installation of the EV charging networks uh, from Red Lake to Standing Rock back around into Minnesota and into your nation and into Wisconsin and into um, Michigan. And also thank you for that letter of support, Robert. Uh, that really helped us out too with us getting that grant too. Well, yeah. And it, what I've always liked about you, Robert, but especially in your work is how you've been open to all tribes needs across turtle island and helping and i've seen it in person but i've also seen it as a uh as a politician too that uh, you come in with your hands uh ready to help and and help and with all the knowledge because you know i'm not an expert the only thing i know is what bob blake says on native roots radio and uh, and that's <laughs> that's the old joke you know i taught you everything you know but not everything i know <laughs> Well, you know what, Robert? I mean, it's you opening those doors for me, um, allowing me to uh, have my voice be heard and people listening. And, you know, I can't thank you enough, um, you know, for the for the support. And, and um, you told me you always told me to speak my truth and you speak. You tell everybody that comes on your radio show to speak their truth. And we are so lucky and so fortunate to have you and to, and to also have this space where we could, we can talk about the things that, you know, are important to us. Um, that, that previous, uh, lady you had on the, on the program, that was incredible. Um, yeah. you were, I mean, we're, we're, you're giving us a voice, Robert. And I think that's wonderful. And, uh, just, uh, you're incredible, uh, leader in the community and, and just appreciate you so much. Well, uh, likewise, Bob, just think, uh, I, I was your key grip or you were my key grip just uh, <laughs> five years ago down in Iowa for the, I, I you know, I just got to say this too, uh, you know, we're all over Wisconsin and I had the privilege to be the MC to uh, Wisconsin's uh, Democratic Convention a couple weekends ago. And we have a big listening audience out in Wisconsin too that are really, uh, had a lot of people come up to me and, and talk to me about that. So we're all doing good and and I'm just a conduit to uh, great guests and uh, people knowledge people like yourself so I feel privileged to to sit in the seat and, and and I also want to say too where a solar bear is getting asked to do some projects over in Wisconsin so I'm really excited to move some of our work over there um and then I also want to say real quickly Robert before we go um 15% of the US homes will uh by 2030 15% of all homes across uh, the Turtle Island will have uh, solar. And um, during 2022, every 44 seconds, there was a new solar project installed across wow. Turtle Island. And, and uh, last thing, um, I want to say hello to my niece, Alexia Guzman, who is visiting us from Oakland, California with their father, uh, Joey Guzman. And so glad that they're here, staying here in the Twin Cities with us and uh, taking in everything. So, uh, miigwech. Hey, uh, Bob, and I, you know, one thing I got to say before we let you go here, I'm so excited about liquid hydrogen batteries that the, they're talking about those, and those are coming around the bend very soon here. So that excites the heck out of me. 
Oh, I want to do, uh, we're going to talk about this on the solar news and the solar bear in the future. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening with hydrogen and I am talking to these people and working with them right now. So it's really exciting how all of this is going to be uh, coming to fruition, Robert. And especially for native country, there's a lot of opportunities for tribal nations to be a part of this. This is really incredible opportunity here. Uh, absolutely. Hey, Bob, why don't you give your uh, your uh, Facebook page and your uh, website address to everyone so they can jump on and see who you, yeah. who, who you are? Yeah, www.solarbear.earth, uh, www.nativesun.org. And uh, like the solar bear says uh, 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 with the solar news, remember to everybody to keep on soloring on. <laughs> right on hey that was bob blake from red lake really appreciate you man we'll be talking to you very soon uh within a day or so on the phone this is native ritz radio presents i'm awake and we'll be back after this short break hey Ogama, i've been hearing a lot about this term climate justice what is that climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally it also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future mn350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures you can even get involved too that's great especially since i'm concerned about pipeline projects like line three how can i help mn350 just find them on facebook or visit mn350.org your Blue Line Extension Project wants to hear from you. We are working on extending the Blue Line Light Rail into North Minneapolis, Robbinsdale, Crystal, and Brooklyn Park, and connecting it to our growing transit system. Tell us about your neighborhood, your business, your family, and what you need from your Blue Line. Learn more and share more of your story at yourblueline.org. That's yourblueline.org. Now is the perfect time to prepare for summer reading, and Next Chapter Booksellers can help. Not sure what to get? The friendly staff at Next Chapter Booksellers are great at making recommendations to find books that fit your taste. Next Chapter Booksellers also hosts many book readings and meet and greets with authors. And they sell a wide variety of puzzles and games, too. So stop by the store of Snelling and Grand in St. Paul or place an order online at nextchapterbooksellers.com. You hear a lot about Rudy Luther Toyota's hybrid cars, but maybe you're asking yourself, are they worth it? Let me say from experience, absolutely. I have a Toyota Sienna hybrid, and the proof is in the gas tank. Before my hybrid, I was filling up my tank once a week. Now it's consistently every two weeks. I did the math, and my hybrid is saving me over $1,000 every year. And the Toyota hybrids are some of the most stylish and comfortable vehicles you'll ever drive. Now's the time to get a Toyota hybrid. Set up a time to test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, look at that yeah. hey you know uh that was what a uh unbelievable show uh Haley, this is uh and then it's always good to see our friend bob blake from red lake i can't stop saying that i know but uh he's been just uh leading the way in the solar energies uh community here in the natives and helping many tribes uh, succeed in their own sovereignty with the, with their own power and uh, you can't say enough. You know, I I uh I got a few fun facts here. I just wanted. I'm kind of taking Wendy's uh Wendy's uh, uh thunder a little bit here, but I'm gonna have some fi- some fun facts here about Native Americans, and um, I'm gonna read a couple here, and we'll discuss them here at the end of the show here. And I think they're kind of fun just to uh, talk about. Um, you know, one of them. Haley is the Navajo Nation has the largest tribal land in the United States, and it's almost twenty five thousand square miles, and it's really it's the size of West Virginia and more twice as large as Maryland. Uh, the nation extends into Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. Oh wow! Uh, 
Yeah, in 2021, the Navajo Nation uh, also surpassed the Cherokee Nation to become the largest tribe by population, too, with nearly 400,000 registered members. And as you might expect, 400,000. Wow. And as you might expect, Navajo has the most speakers of any uh, Native American language. So with just with those those numbers, but 400,000 people. And I know during COVID, it was really crazy what was going on down in Navajo Nation, which is large, uh, but... There was a lot of parts of their tribes and their nations didn't have running water, uh, it, and it was really sad to hear a, a lot of the, the the problems that were happening there. And especially, you know, Haley, when COVID first started, we there was no vaccine, and people were talking about washing their hands all the time. And when you don't have running water, just a basic. Uh, uh, basic thing of washing your hands and keeping them clean uh, were uh, were not available to our, our brothers down there in Navajo. A lot of brothers and sisters down there in Navajo Nation. Yeah, I mean, water is essential. We need water for many things. And yeah, I would say that's not the best thing to have going on, especially during COVID. But you know, another another fun fact here is that. There are around 326 tribal land areas in the United States compared to the 574 federally recognized tribes. So, in other words, there's a couple hundred that don't have uh, recognized uh, land. Of the tribes that do not have land, it is on average only about 2% as large as territories they occupied before colonization. So, in other words, I read that kind of funky, but... Before uh, colonization, we don't, uh, with 100% of the land as being native land, now it's only 2.6%. And many of the tribes who were forcibly relocated by, relocated by the United, United States government were left without any land of their own. And, uh, you know, we have our own uh, land story here in Ho-Chunk, uh, which is we, we'll get into someday, but uh, it's very interesting. And then our our relatives that are in, in uh, Nebraska, the Winnebago's, which are our Ho-Chunks, uh, they have uh, a reservation that was uh, part of the land was given to them by the Utah Indians uh, down there and uh, out of just helping them out. So there's... All these, all these things that we're still here. That's why I, I like reading this. Uh, Haley is we're still here, and we're not dinosaurs. We live amongst you. We're lawyers. We're teachers, uh, bus drivers, uh, carpenters. Uh, you know, so we're still here, and uh, I just I love having the show and talk about. Uh, not only resilience of Native Americans, but also the resilience. And the success stories of Native Americans, Haley. Right. And then, so Nina here said on Facebook, Navajo Nation doesn't have running water even without COVID in some areas. Right. And I might have misspoke. I meant to say that they didn't have running water during the beginning of COVID. And Nina's saying they still don't. Wow. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. And so, especially I mean, with how hot it gets down there. Well, imagine? and with global warming, it's ninety-two here. That's true, <laughs> but we have so many lakes. I mean, and rivers, and right. Well, and we're in a drought again, Haley. I, you know, I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but uh, the river's low. I go, as you know, probably know. I go down to the river every day for a walk, and uh, the Mississippi. And it was really high because we had all that snow, but we haven't had any precipitation in two months, really. Yeah, I know. I was just down at the St. Croix River, too, which uh, divides Minnesota and Wisconsin state line. And and the St. Croix River was pretty low, too, uh, which is sad. Yeah, well, and it's uh, water is life and we need water and uh, and we need clean, fresh uh, water, uh, which the Mississippi and the St. Croix and a lot of lakes and rivers uh, in Minnesota land of 10,000 lakes, but really closer to 15,000 
we have to protect uh, our lakes. And, you know, when there's lack of oxygen in these lakes, uh, our fish die. And and yeah. then the whole ecosystem goes down, Haley. I know. Uh, but hopefully we get some rain. Rain soon. That's <laughs> all, we can, all we can hope for. But uh, we've got, just a little reminder, we've got the New Native Theater is having their second annual powwow, which is actually going to be happening uh, this week, June 24th, and that'll be at South High School in Minneapolis, which will be 3131 19th Avenue is where that's at. And that'll be all day. That'll be their re- Reclaiming Our Identities Two-Spirit powwow. Right. And we always talk about the two spirits, Haley, here on Native Roots Radio. And, uh, you know, when when uh, the bad guys, so to speak, were coming and taking over our lands, the first people they killed were the medicine man. And the mm-hmm. two spirits, because the two spirits were uh, so important to our tribes uh, because they could do the jobs of uh, of both sexes. And also, of course, the medicine men were the powerful teachers and healers. Um, so that makes total sense. But that's awesome. New Native Theaters, this is the second annual one, and they're putting that on. And that's uh, right on to those guys over there. And uh, I'll be there. Maybe doing a rain dance. Oh, there you go. Potato <laughs> dance. I think they were doing. Need a partner for that? <laughs> no, I was going to do the rain dance. Get some rain out there. Oh, uh, yeah. That's needed. too. <laughs> I need a flatter forehead to do the potato dance. And Wendy and I got to practice it. So we got to yeah, find yeah. a flat potato. And, and people don't know what we're talking about. It's uh, you put a potato <laughs> between each other's head and you dance and you listen to the MC and they tell you to do all these things. And. Hopefully the potato, you know, who's really good at uh, the potato dance for, uh, dang, a couple of years uh, is our, our frequent guest in uh, uh, Misco, uh, her and whatever partner she gets, uh, they do the potato dance really well. And she's won a lot of money over the years. So uh, what a great show. And we really need to get uh, the doctor on again, because that was uh, an amazing conversation, Haley. Yeah, we'll reach out and we'll talk more about how we can, as natives, can can heal through our culture and heal our trauma because that's very important to do. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we're all going through it in one way or another. So, hey, I wanted to say, if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office, and vote. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. <laughs>